You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode. And, and oh, wait, hold on, hold on. This ain't another episode. This is the culmination, the pinnacle, the final, the finale. This is episode 365. But you know what's funny about this? It's actually episode 366 because we started with episode zero. And for whatever reason, I thought that was a good idea to drop that on the first day. And then we went forward. Uh, and so it was funny because technically I, we've already done our 365. But when I look at the numbers in any of the podcasting apps, I couldn't let this end on a 364 for season one. And I say end because we are going to, be, of course, be back for season two. But with that being said, uh, I decided to bring in uh, the man who really you know, twisted my arm, you know, held me down, forced this podcast upon me. Um, but with all, with all sincerity, uh, the guy who was there on the train and we said, you know, this space needs a daily podcast. Uh, Mr. Drew Cohen is back for uh the anniversary episode it is 11 11 we are recording this on 11 11 we've had a full day of celebration i i will openly admit i am uh i have two beers in uh at the moment so i am i'm feeling the love uh drew you feeling the love uh we made it dude we made it 365. it's an amazing feeling and i, I thought we agreed that i held you to gunpoint to produce a daily podcast oh, yeah uh, yeah because it started <laughs> off where like it started off with like you you talked me into it, then it was convinced, then it was like, you know, and eventually it was like, yeah, you were holding me at gunpoint <laughs> to do this damn daily podcast. I'm glad I did because it's uh, it's been an unbelievable journey and um, today has been really fun uh, going from, you know, start to finish with Katie Brinkley coming in and hosting it. It's really cool to, to see her involved and uh, it's kind of like a foreshadow to season two and um, I've been co-hosting a podcast with her with Meta Athletes and Coach B and so... Um, She's been she's been showing us the way because she's definitely uh, well versed in, in social audio and I know you know that from Clubhouse days, but um, yeah, I, like this is last episode. You know, I think we kind of we kind of flipped the script and and um, you know a, a lot of your your content comes from a place of trying to provide value, trying to translate you know, what's going on in the space and and, uh, and a lot of actionable insight. But um, I say we flipped the script today and we'll start off with a kind of more of a fun question and then I, I kind of want to dive into. Uh, what our plans are. Uh, you know, I think you and I have always been ones to build in public. And uh, so I think it's only fitting that we we tease out what we're going to be working on. And um, I think, you know, season two has been teased out a little bit, but uh, more personally to you and, and how we're working with you, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be interesting as the last episode to understand, you know, it's kind of like the, the movie ends and uh, you just get like a little sneak peek for the, uh, before the next movie comes out. And so um, the first question, Panzo, is this is one that, you and I have personally kind of been chewing on since probably halfway through and probably around episode 100 or 150. Um, what if we didn't do the daily podcast and we decided to do an NFT collection instead? And what I wanted to ask you is, let's just say we scrapped the, the podcast concept and we did something else uh, and you could go back and do something. Would you launch an NFT project or, or do you think it would look like something else if it wasn't a podcast? I think it would have definitely been a, an NFT pro, a pod, uh, project, but I will say we, we would have changed the utility from launch to where it's at now. Like, I, I think, you know, I think we would have launched utility from like just direct education uh, content. Like, I think that would have been like the play that you and I would have fell uh, pretty naturally into. But I think 
I, you know, and this is just, you know, if, I, if, I, if we would have started, let's just say like the, you know, um, 10 months ago, I think we would have got to a point where we recognized that like the utility that, that I think for a project that, that we would have launched or like, you know, even for the superpower project that I had, you know, outlined and brainstormed before this, uh, this part, you know, for me, there was like, it's like that twofold, right? Like, how do we, how do we, you know, provide, you know, kind of scope out utility so that it's directly to our target audience? But then what are like, what is our goals for like growth and like onboarding? And, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, with meta athletes, you know, you were pretty dialed in. Um, I don't think we talk about this very openly and maybe we should double down on this in a meta athlete conversation, but you guys have been doubled, kind of dialed in with this utility since the jump. And I, and I, I commend you for that because I don't think, and I've told you this and I've said it on the podcast, I don't believe the web three space was ready for utility that was for self-improvement that was utility for really like personal growth and high performance and you know i i mean think about it what the, there's a bunch of projects that dropped that have meditation yoga how, how they're not very well attended at the moment they, they, you know, they've kind of struggled through that that piece and so i think we I would definitely have done um you know nft project i think including like kind of um you know in-person events i think would have been part of it and then I think where we probably would have went, and, and I think this is the, the truth of it, is no matter what, we were going to create content. Like you and I, we, like for those that don't know, like we, we got on the train to New York and it wasn't a question of should we create content? It was what kind of content are we going to create to achieve what goals, right? And I think that's an important piece. And I will argue, and, and every, every NFT project, every single one, I believe, should be creating some type of content on a consistent basis with that is that is their version of consistency, which I would guess is something like once a week. And it could be a Twitter space. It could be a podcast. It could be a YouTube video. It could be a blog or an email newsletter. But I, I like this space is craving or really seeking, you know, content that, that not only builds trust, but gives us some layer of consistency. Because think about it, you know, you and I hold a ridiculous amount of NFTs, right? Like we, we definitely, you know, someone posted uh, yesterday, you know, something that like anyone that has over 150 NFTs is in like the 0.01% uh, of the NFT space. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, we're definitely in that, in that arena, but like how many of those NFTs, and, that, and it's, this is even, this, this is even a bash on discord. It's more of like just recognizing a gap in this space. How many of them can we name that create some layer of consistent content that we know we can show up and we can either subscribe to this, get this or attend this or watch this or consume it. So I think that would have been our play. Um, crazy enough, uh, and this sounds, I think I think we would have launched a killer NFT project. I, I'm really bullet, you know, like one of the missing pieces from the podcast uh, and funny enough, it's really the ownership in the podcast, right? Like we, we you know, you and I both, we, we understood ownership in the Mint 365 project which is why we sold the NFTs for you know founders and super fans. But I, I do look back and be like, man, I, and, I, and I still don't know how it would have worked, right? Cause like we talked, we, I mean, we brainstormed the shit out of this for those that don't know, like, you know, should we turn the weekends into content that are gated just for our NFT holders? Like we, we went through pretty much all of those scenarios. And the hardest part is, you know, everybody listens somewhere different. It's all, you know, very disconnected. And so, you know, we decided not to like kind of identify that ownership, although, we have the 1,093 true fans NFTs and there's some other ways that we can uh, loop in there. But that's my, like my thoughts is like, that's where we would have went. Um, I also wonder just from like, 
you know, when we got back from New York, we were really like, we were amped, right? And the market was at an interesting spot. Um, you know, if you look at what like Lazy Lions were doing at that time, X-Punks, um, you know, we had the conversation with Jeremy. Um, I think it would have been interesting if we would have got a project out before the end of the year. I think that would have been wild. I think it would have been, um, but at the same time, you know, when we look at overall impact, right? And this is on day 365. You know, we launch our project, let's say in the next six months, which I, you know, I, I think we could probably make that as a guarantee that there will be a, an NFT project in the next six months. Um, that like the amount that we were building on top of is unmatched. Like I, name me, a, name me an NFT project that is starting, that would start from an established trust level of 365 days of content of people vouching. And, you know, and for those that, you know, Thank you for everybody that's been reaching out to Drew and I and the team uh, today. Like, you know, we, it's funny how, like, we know people are listening, but, you know, when you see download numbers and, you know, like sometimes, you know, we get comments and some people share it out, you know, there's a lot of people, even if they're not listening, they respect what we delivered. And like that to me, like I, I'm more bullish on what we could launch in the, in the future today than I was for all 365 days, which I think is a pretty cool feeling. One thousand percent. Without a doubt, I think we have individually the pieces that people would look for when they join an NFT project. And I think, um, you know, one of the one of the biggest hurdles of launching Meta Athletes was um, launching a project, then trying to build community versus having an existing community to be able to onboard into Web three that we do have that level of trust with, right? So, I think, um, yeah, I think you know our approach is one that is probably less taken in the NFT space, but. Uh, I think will be a model for the future and, you know, we're still early to the space. Right. And so I think um, I personally think that, uh, yeah, the level of trust and the consistency built on trust every single day, releasing, you know, that's just something that nobody else in the space has done. Even the, even the greats in the space, um, although they probably do provide that level of consistency, maybe to more of a broader audience, not specific to NFTs and web three, um, you know, I don't know if there's anybody else in the space that really niched down like you did and, and provided that content on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think we would have launched something. I think, um, I think, you know, we've obviously been able to take notes and, and understand what it means to put out a project and how we want it to look just by being a collector. And I think the AI art conversation changes the game for us as well, because <laughs> I remember through that brainstorming process, one of the biggest hurdles that we tried to accomplish was finding the right artists and finding somebody that could, uh, could take what we were looking for and help us produce something. And we never really did find that, even though we, we know some great artists in our network, um, it just didn't quite you know, feel like, okay, this is the person, or this is the, this is the artist that's going to be able to, to, you know, conceptualize what exactly the vision was. And um, I've never, you know, like right when you started getting into AI art and I started to realize like, okay, this changes everything because now we're not waiting on a boy. Now we can just, we can literally just execute. And maybe it's not a, maybe it's not like your standard art generation with layers, um, but we're literally forming it to, what's authentic to you and what's authentic to your story and, and, and the way that you've been building a brand and, and Web3 and NFTs. And so in my opinion, it actually makes it more significant for us to, um, to tie together and possibly tie together the AI art. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's something I want to shoot over to you fans though, because I think it's an interesting conversation. I think it's something that me and you probably both look back and been like, uh, you know, <laughs> financially, uh, community-wise, attention-wise, I think there are a lot of benefits for us launching that. But, um, but you know, 
I don't really regret it because I took, you know, from day one, I've always, and I constantly have to remind myself and remind you even that uh, you know, <laughs> this is going to pay off. And this, this vision that we built in terms of building trust in the space is going to pay off for us uh, in the long term. But um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's funny something to throw in there. You know, yeah. imagine if we would have named it NFT 180 and we would have done 180 days of content, right? Like, you know, there, there's something, um, there's something interesting. Like, so for those that are listening, right, of course, I always like to turn this into something that can help everybody, um, even though that wasn't our, our, but like, you know, for those that are out there, like, I think for me, you like, when you and I talk about like a daily, it's so funny, we said daily, and like, there wasn't really like a, I mean, because a daily podcast could be a, a, a three, I mean, like a 30 episode daily podcast is still a, you know, a daily podcast. Um, and I, I think for, for the idea of building trust, like ultimately it's like, a, are you going to show up and do what you say you're going to do? B, are you going to deliver at a value at a level that you that you started with and that, that you can kind of wade through the, the, the mud, right? Because, I mean, one of the biggest lessons I can say is that I, I've evaluated so many of these NFTs in their ability to execute based on the environment where I was evaluating it in. I did not think about what if the whole bottom fell out? How would this person handle that? And I'm learning, and, and you mentioned this the other night on, on Twitter Spaces, Drew. If you're not an entrepreneur beforehand and you're an NFT founder, you're pretty much screwed. I, and I, and I, and I, that sounds, but it, the, the, the gut punch that, that comes with this freaking space is what entrepreneurship is, is like, you know, people, you know, brag about it. I, I, I've said openly that I, I, everybody bragged about entrepreneurship. I became an entrepreneur and I was like, wait a second, I have to do all the things I hate. Like, wait, this is like, I loved my job. Like I, you know, I had, I had a chief of staff. I had an assistant. I did not do financials. I did not do invoicing. I didn't do sales. Like it was, I, I lived a damn good life in my startup that I worked at. Uh, and so like, I say that because, you know, I was thinking about this with crypto dads, you know, a project that we both loved. And they recently, um, you know, they had, they had two founders. One of the founders had some, you know, um, some drama that was removed from the project uh, six months ago or so. And then uh, the community approached them and said, you know, asked if they could take it over. And, and Anthony stepped aside and, and allowed the community to take it over. And when I was listening to the people that took it over, their entrepreneur business sense and smarts was like top notch. And it's not a knock on the Crypto Dad's founders. It's just like, for you to survive right now, for you to thrive, for you to make it through this up. I mean, we, we've learned it. I mean, FTX, literally Sam, <laughs> Sam was, was running a billion dollar company with his roommates and his girlfriend living in the same place of him. And he ultimately made a decision. We don't really know the exact truth, but like, looks like he made a, a decision based on like a, a ridiculous uh, guilt or, 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 you know, some kind of shame. And that ultimately cost him, 13 billion dollars and that's how immature this space is and so that like the the funny part about this is to answer that question that you're talking about like the the magic sauce of being an entrepreneur understanding web3 creating content and understanding to to deliver on the the promises you make that's what the space is and i and i and i think i think sometimes we overcomplicate it because because of where we've all been in this whole world has been going on. But yeah, I think it's interesting just to think like if we did NFT 180, 
you know, it, well, honestly, if we didn't have T180, we would have walked right into a shit market. <laughs> like that would have been like a, that would have been a very, I mean, cause it, technically it's kind of right where meta athletes kind of uh, walked into. Right. So, um, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I, I'm glad that we did what we did. Um, you know, I'm feeling the love today. Um, and I do believe it'll be something five years from now that it'll be like the thing people talk about. And like when the metaverse becomes a metaverse, don't be surprised if someone doesn't create like a, a, a 365 snapshot of, of the metaverse when the metaverse becomes that level or a, a you know, VR, AR. So yeah, I mean, it's been a, I mean, and it, I mean, lots of sacrifice. We've been on a, on a journey together, um, you know, our amazing team. Uh, and, and, and we say team as in like so many volunteers that just believed in this community cared as much, maybe even more than us, because, you know, they were doing it. A lot of people on our team were doing it without asking or putting skin in the game or getting credibility or publicity. And you know, we do our best to celebrate and, and, and shine. And we don't, we don't um, ignore that, but um, you know, this is the byproduct of great people coming together and uh, yeah, I'm feeling that love today, that's for sure. Yeah, no, great points. Uh, the team has been so instrumental for holding down the fort in places that me and you couldn't when we were really focused on the system, daily system. Um, it, would be, it would be extremely tough for us to, you know, handle some of the business development, handle partnerships, handle relationships, and, and on top of that, manage our community. Um, and I, I do think we did do the best that we could, but having those people that we could trust to be in there from like, from when we wake up to shooting out announcements, to scheduling, to even some of the content that we're posting. Um, yeah, I don't know if we could have done it all without them. And actually, no, I, we couldn't have done it all without them. And so I think, um, I think not only that, but you know, when you're talking about in terms of entrepreneurship, something that came to mind for me is that um, it's very unlikely in entrepreneurship that your first crack at something is massive success, you know, massively successful. And so you switch over to NFTs. A lot of these people were, they were just a salesperson or they, you know, they worked for a, a large tech company, but, you know, just held kind of a menial job or whatever. There's a lot of people that kind of ran right into their first shot at entrepreneurship with massive success. And usually it's the fourth or the fifth business where people are like, you know what, I already did this. I learned that. Uh, now I know how to put together a team. Now I know how to manage the finances. Now I know how to manage relationships and client relationships. And usually it takes a couple businesses or at least years to understand, um, you know, what's what it's going to take to be successful. So, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Whereas me and you, we've we've already kind of run through some of those failures as entrepreneurs and, and we've we've had successes, too. But now we're ready to uh, to take on the full, you know, what it looks like, you know, from even you were talking about it today from from a business plan to strategy, to a mission, to what needs to be executed to accomplish that mission. Um, so it's a really interesting conversation, but uh, ultimately, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like some of these projects that first launched, if they will have handovers like, uh, like Crypto Dads or um, there's another they will, one. That, they will, well, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna make me, they're gonna make my <laughs> prediction correct. Uh, you know, it's funny though, Drew, that you said that I thought where I was so that, you know, if, you're younger than me, but I also give you so much credit in your your business maturity and how you approach things. That is why you and I, you know, came to work together. If you would have given me one point nine million dollars at twenty eight years old, in a wild wild west world where no one was holding me accountable technically, other than a bunch of strangers complaining behind a photo, uh, I I don't believe I would have been any different than any of the founders I complained about. Like I I, I just need. Let's just keep it real, real there, right? Like, why do we say like Proof Collective? Why do we like CPG Club? 
Why do we like Ape Liquid? Why do we like, you know, uh, even Crypto Chicks, right? These are all run by people that are experienced as all hell in business. And, and it's not age, right? Like, let's, let's be very clear. It's not but like, because Crypto Chicks, they're in their 20s. But they, she ran, I mean, M ran finance for Visa. And, you know, like, like I mean, let's, let's be real. Like, so, like, to, to that point of this, like, you know, even you, Drew, like, with what you've done with Meta Athletes, you know, in a way, you know, you and Kevin being both, you know, like, you know, not only young and like, you know, building your lives together, you know, shout out to Kevin and his upcoming nuptials and, uh, you know, uh, that, that world. Today. Um, oh, today. Oh, that's even today. Cool. He's getting um, married today. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so like with that, like, with like thinking about like that, like, I think there is something to be said about like, you know, when we look at, the, this this whole market and like the the things that are going on i mean no way would i have thought the last week of our show the worst 48 hours in crypto history right? like i mean holy but you know what's interesting about that was you know for me i i've never bought into the idea that like we need to get out the riffraff and like you know because like, like to me that's like it's such like a it's such like a pawn off way of saying like because there's a lot of people that got hurt that are innocent as all hell. You know, Tom Brady's not innocent, so I'm not really mad that, you know, he had, he had all his money in there. But uh, no, uh, and, but, and, but, you know, in a way, what I will say I'll put out there is that, you know, the, the, what, we, what we have learned in 365 days is that, is that your commitment to you, like who you are, the trust and like what you're building and a lot of it is the skin we have in the game. Like, I mean, I, I could never live the anonymous piece because I would just not deliver. Like, just be truthful. Like, like, like I mean, I, I'd be like, wait, they can't, what are they going to do? Like, they, they can't come after my, like me. But like, if you think about it, like when someone asked me, someone asked me yesterday, like, why didn't you just stop at some point with a podcast? And I was like, well, I've built a brand that is press the damn button, raise your damn hand. You know, we is greater than me. Like in a way, like I'd kind of feel like a fraud and I'm not really kind of like a fraud kind of guy, right? Like I'm kind of like, I own every mistake I make. I'm far from freaking perfect, but like, there is something cool about that too, right? Drew, like the, the core components that you and I, I believe we both, um, you know, embody, we believe in, I think we could, we could probably both agree that we probably questioned their relevance in this space uh, for about six months of this project, right? Because we were like, what in the hell is going on? Like these people that, you know, and it's not even a knock on them, right? It's just a more of like the, it's the, the, just the, 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 like I don't know, the cesspool that we were in. And like, now that like, we're able to take a step back, like when I was in London and man, I was just watching people. And it's so funny. No one comes up to me for NFT advice when they meet me in, in London, they all come up to thank me. And there are a lot of people that are there that are like, hey dude, you're in a project. And if you think about that from like a rapport, trust building, like value add goal factor, like we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're making like not only that impact, but it's, it's like that impact that someone can disappear from this space for six months, come back to us and know that what, like that we trust and like, I mean, you and I both, we drop out of projects for six months. Half the time, I don't even remember that I hold it. And then I jump in that Discord. I'm like, what the hell is going on here, right? So, um, you know, that's a part of this that I think is also pretty uh, interesting, uh, you know, as a whole. Um, you know, and, and like yeah. also, you know, we, we had a lot of different 
ideas of how this whole year would have gone, like batching recording and, you know, a lot of things that we just like assumed could be possible that we just turned out not to be. But yeah, it's such an interesting way to kind of look at this whole space. Yeah. And it kind of leads into, and, and I know that uh, this, uh, this 25 minute podcast could easily be probably an hour and a half, but uh, we should probably <laughs> cut it here in a little bit so we can join the festivities with yep. what's going on with the, the final day here. But um, so we'll kind of, let's go into like a, a quick round of uh, some of these other topics I wanted to, to dive into. I wanted to talk about build, us building in public for a little bit. And I think that um, for, for most of our listeners or most people that are following you, they, they might've been teased this out, you know, probably this year, but I think for most people, they don't know this, but, um, and you don't even know I'm about to bring this up, but um, it was one of our goals to, you know, to, to finalize your book, your work, your publication and get it out to the world. And um, I think that that's going to be a massive momentum play for us. And uh, I know that there's hundreds and thousands of marketers that you've spoken to and that you know, and that are in your network that are probably waiting for this book as well. But um, I think, you know, when I think about season one ending and transitioning to season two, I know that our workload is not going to dramatically drop off that much, <laughs> but I think right. we will have opportunities to direct our attention to other things. And um, for me, the book is one of them. And so um, do you feel that way as well? Do you feel like we'll be able to direct attention to, to finally getting your book out to public? So it's funny, uh, Delphi Cat, uh, you know, on our team, uh, she literally, we were, she brought that up to me the other day. Um, you know, the truth is, you know, I, I should have launched a book three different times, right? And I, um, you know, in a way, this goes into like the podcast, the 365, right? Like, you know, press the damn button, you know, is the book that I, you know, technically I've already written and should be, it should be out, right? But like, you know, even at like a, at another level or a mark, right? Like what we've learned from like building in public to uh, being, uh, you know, rolling with the punches to early adoption culture, like what we've learned in the last 365 days is a book right there, right? Like even in a way, like, you know, we, we have a coffee book that we've, that we've outlined that will outline some of the projects that we've been uh, involved in. But yes, I, I, and I didn't know you were bringing that up. Uh, and it's funny because if if I think about like, you know, NFT 365 is now going to be in my speaker intro every time, right? Like he's also the host of the first ever, you know, 365 day NFT podcast and also bought an NFT every day. The the only real missing piece of that intro for the thing that like, I, you know, and, I, and for those that maybe don't know, you're like, I want to speak for the rest of my life. Like being a public speaker is my dream job. It's the, it's the thing that I love uh, more than, you know, I, I really just value that opportunity um, and I think that is the, that is the last check mark. I don't think there is any other one, you know, when, when people hear my story, they think it's three people's lives or four people's lives with my experience and my background. And I think there is, like, I've, I, I'm starting to recognize it as a disservice that I'm doing, which is probably where I needed to be, right? Because you know me enough to know until I get to the spot where I can make it a, like, okay, me not putting out a book is hurting others. Now I'll do it, right? Me doing the book where it's like, fans, you need the book. So um, yeah, I am all in on that. Um, you know, I've, I think it's something that we could even, you know, we can, we can tokenize it. We can work with, um, some brands as far as like platforms and, uh, integration. Um, and I, 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 I can honestly say that's probably the most exciting thing for me in the, in the near future would be, uh, to put a book out into the world. 
For me too. That's why I skipped over season. I skipped over the season two bullet point. I skipped over some of the other ones. And um, that's one that, you know, like it's, it's been on my mind. It's been weighing on me because I totally agree with you. I think um, I'm somebody that reads daily and me, other people in our network, like coach B, like we're constantly providing resources and books and um, the, like, it's not just like a course. It's not just that, you know, like some, a good book and from the right voice and the right message and the right storyline could change somebody's life, right? And, and, uh, life. Right. And I think that your your methodologies and what you've done and honestly, like what you just, 365, the project, the podcast is like, <laughs> that is that what that embodies everything that you do. And, um, and you know, even from just like skipping over perfection and uh, being able to pivot and all, all that matters is that we were doing, executing and, and learn from that process versus, you know, I hear it all the time, but it's just like, you can read all you want, but until you do it, you have, to, you know, that's when you're truly going to figure out, you know, how to get better and, and, and honestly just start to understand more about yourself as well. So I think the book is probably one of our, our number one priorities outside of season two. Um, really quickly, last two ones, uh, content, you know, is something that, you know, we probably put on the back burner just to make sure that the premium side of content went out, uh, podcast audio. And so I think content is one that you and I, you know, will continue to dial in for, for YouTube and short form. Um, but the last thing I want to throw over to you is AI art. What's like, and, and we'll kind of cap it after this, but all I want to know is why should people pay attention to your AI art from here, you know, through, and through perpetuity, as long as you're creating. Ooh, well, you know, I'll throw in the email newsletter as a, as another piece of this that I really want to be probably one of our, our shining pieces of content moving forward. Um, I, I, it's, it's, if there's two things that I've put off, well, three things in my career, really. It's YouTube, email newsletter, and my book, right? Like those are the things that I've probably, uh, and I know better. I'm a marketer. I've helped other people. So I like that. Um, I tell you what, for me, so for those that don't know, I, um, the AI art component has been, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a side of me. It's an opportunity for me to express and storytell and share love and emotion that I've never had before. And it's invoked like this piece. And so, you know, we, we wrapped up today um, on the podcast and, you know, this last week I had a, a lot of time, you know, I was in the airplane back from London and I was just really sitting with the fact that I'm very blessed to have, you know, the eight, the, especially the eight core team members that just really, you know, you know, were there. And although I, you know, I get a lot of the praise, the slap on the backs and, you know, that, you know, I'm very thankful. And so I decided to create a piece of AI art for each one of them. And I did it as two of twos because, hey, I'm going to practice what I preach. Um, and so when they woke up this morning, uh, each one of the member, eight members on our team, I airdropped into their wallet. I, I created the NFT in mid journey, the AI art. I, uh, create the contract and manifold and I airdrop the NFT to the the team. And and like part of me for that is like a, um, an ability for me to be like, uh, I'm connecting, I'm, I'm sharing emotion. I'm telling a story, but I'm also, I'm like, I'm like, like putting a stamp on like an emotion and a time of what this all means. And so when I look at AI art moving forward, you know, I think Sabbath is, is one of the best at making this whole thing work where he has multiple collections that are, are are often updating different content but each of those collections are ultimately building some kind of greater story greater content 
And so I look at it that way, right? Like, I mean, thinking about it from the standpoint of, you know, uh, you know, uh, presentations that I give, thinking about it from the standpoint of like, what are, what are some, you know, initiatives where we can work with others and bring collaboration into the fold where, you know, we can use my AI art and maybe quotes from, uh, you know, people in our community to bring those things to life. And so I, I do look at it as the most exciting way for me to convey emotion and storytelling. And I think the reason people should care is that I believe we are creating like ownership and document, like validated documentation of these different stories and emotions. And imagine if you can tell a, a story, a journey of things that you've done or been a part of, and you can do so by opening your wallet and saying, look at this art that you have. And that to me is, is super exciting. I mean, I'm, I, I crossed over 6,000 uh, prompt renderings uh, today. It like popped up and told me I did 6,000 of these on the journey. Uh, and that's like not just putting in a prompt. It's like you have to turn in the prompt. You have to you tweak it, you upscale it. And, um, and I will say it's, uh, it's beyond exciting for what we have in the near future. And to your point, like the generative art com component is the PFPs that we just know of. Why can't it be AI art where I'm tweaking prompts to create each one individually and us building it that way. And even having people give me feedback on like, what would they want in their PFP and us building that out? There's so many ways that we can convey story and emotion within this art that we're, that I'm creating now. And um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait. And you know, there's no question the book, We'll have AI art, you know, in it because I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of books with pictures. Let's just be very clear. <laughs> yeah, no. Even just hearing you talk, like the way that my brain works, I, I was thinking, like, you know, when people come in and and, and they want to collect, it's like they start off with like almost like this blank avatar, and then through their journey of of participating and and being a part of our community, that could you know basically shape shift. And I think that that's a really cool to have somebody's journey. And PFP reflects, you know, their journey with us in the NFT space or in our community. That kind of aligns with our original idea and, and concepts and brainstorms, anyway. So I think that uh, that brings a really, really cool element to it. But all right, Fanzo, I think uh, we'll do one last cheers. But uh, like I told you today, man, yeah. it's, it's it's been a crazy journey. And uh, the one thing I feel really good about is, you know, we've we've had to navigate some pretty rough seas, and so I feel like uh, our skill level is as starting to slowly increase and uh, i feel like we're at a really good point here and ultimately i think that's what's going to lead to our success long term and, and this revolution but um i'll kick it back over to you for one last cheers yeah. for for season one cheers cheers my friend this was awesome and um we're not going anywhere my friends for everyone that, that has to believe that we are we're here for the long term and i think we've already proved that so until tomorrow or better yet until next season cheers my friends the Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365.